0: We lost a great race car driver on January 30th, 2020, a beloved fundraiser for Riley's Children's Hospital and fierce advocate for colon cancer screening. John Andretti's accomplishments behind the steering wheel were only exceeded by his humanitarian efforts. With an unparalleled life and career to celebrate, I've assembled a podcast feature that makes 16 stops along the way, all told by those who knew him and loved him. His legendary uncle, Mario Andretti, said it best.
1: Try to, to put together how many drivers have driven midgets on dirt, asphalt, sprint cars on dirt, asphalt, sports prototypes, indie cars, stock cars, and top fuel. You tell me who has done all that. No one. No one that I could ever remember. I mean, that I could ever put together. I mean, there's no way there's another one that has done all that. He's
0: alone. He's alone there. In the 14th installment of Remembering John Andretti, we have Dennis Reinbold, John's co-entrant for the 2009 Indianapolis 500, along with the King, Richard Petty. All brought to you in the Marshall Pruitt Podcast by the Justice Brothers, Cooper Tires, torontomotorsports.com, and Bell Racing Helmets, USA. So Dennis Reinbold, John Andretti is part of your storied, in your family's storied participation as an entrant at the Indianapolis 500. In 2009, you came together uh, with John, with uh, Richard Petty. Beautiful livery, beautiful effort to run John. He qualified 28th, finished 19th, Those are the numbers that we know, but I'd love to actually go back a little bit because I know you and John had known each other, not just well before this 2009 union at Indianapolis. Two of you knew each other for 30, 35 years, something like that.
1: Yeah, I was about 35 and I'm happy to answer that question. Both, you know, John was getting started on his professional racing career and I was just getting started in the car dealership and... He drove for BMW in the EMSA series, yeah, and came in took delivery of a red three series BMW, and I, you know, maybe still it's in their possession to this day. I don't know. But
0: wow, for
1: a long, long time, <laughs> and uh, you know, uh, hopped it up a little bit and made it made it pretty cool. But uh, so we got to know each other in the mid eighties and, you know, became friends and phone calls, lunches, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And then leading up to 2009, uh, when he drove for me, it was like, um, pretty easy because we knew each other so well. It's like, okay, finally we get to do something together. We both kind of joked about that and made it happen. And it was, uh, it was a fun thing. So, um, You know, it was intense. I mean, obviously, John was a competitor and very intense and worked hard uh, as anyone. And so there we were um, just working our tails off. And we struggled to get in the race, if you remember the details of that year.
0: Yeah, share that if you would, Dennis, because this, I mean, I know the two of you had known each other for quite some time. I don't think well, folks understand that your year together at the Speedway wasn't just a normal thing in that beautiful window world, you know, blue and, and day glowish, reddish uh, color and whatnot. I mean, the car looked beautiful. Everything looked from the outside like it should have been idyllic. It wasn't an easy, easy month of May, was it?
1: No, it wasn't an easy month of May, but I, I do agree that that was one of the most beautiful cars that we've ever put out on the track by far and uh it was it was kind of iconic to have i mean not kind of it was when you have richard petty coming in several days and and being a part and of that whole program uh it was a great amazing experience for me but to work with john you know, we had a crash. I don't know, as a practice day, I believe, if I remember right. Yeah. And then he was like, I've never crashed here before. And I was like, it's okay. And so qualifying became more of an issue. And then finally, it was like we were down to our last attempt on the last day, and He stood on the gas and we got in and and made the race. And frankly, with that much stress that I had not felt up to that date, um, I've just broke down because somebody tried to interview me on the PA system and, and it was like, yeah, I, I just couldn't talk. Uh, it was one of those things that you put so much effort and heart and soul into, uh, any race, but the Indy five hundred especially. And I knew what it meant to John and myself. And so to to be able to just, just get in. Yeah, we we didn't just get in, but it was last minute enough that there was big stress going on. So both of us felt the big relief and, you know, we had a laugh and a big hug later and There you go.
0: You know, one thing, Dennis, that stands out from this, maybe you can share some insights. So this is John's 10th Indy 500, right? I realized that there was a pretty big separation from when he did his last in the 90s with AJ. I think it was 94 or so. Then he came back, you know, mid-late 2000s. So there was a, you know, 13, 14-year break. But this is someone who'd been around the Speedway, a zillion times and never had a reputation for a crasher a mistake kind of guy so when he did crash to your point it was very much of a ooh. not only is that unexpected but for a veteran as you mentioned huh how is he going to handle that because this could add a lot of stress also knowing that richard's there also knowing that this is a this is a pretty big and powerful union that's come together here in 2009. How did he deal with that crash and not letting it either get him down or not letting it take him astray?
1: Yeah, he's a guy that never really got down. Um, so you didn't see that. He was a competitor. And later we found out how tough of a fighter he was. Uh, so that part. Uh, No. And, and, you know, the other thing I want to clarify is I I don't know that he made a mistake in that. I believe what we did was put too much front wing in and pin the car down to the ground and it came around. So he was kind of baffled because, you know, he hadn't felt that. But it's like, you know, people make mistakes. And uh, so I'm not at all saying that was John's doing by a long shot. I think that we helped him out quite a bit to uh, have a problem that day when we hit the wall, but um, <laughs> his attitude was <clears throat> always unbelievable, uh, no matter what. I mean, he was always you know, looking forward and wanting to get at it the next day and working hard, so... Um, I, I don't know if I'm answering a question with that. I'm just kind of, you know, thinking through
0: But how point, that went. The point being, though, is he's not someone who let this misfortune uh, turn his spirit or focus in the wrong direction, uh, despite this happening, again, late in his career. It sounds like this is something that he put in its right place, put it behind him. And obviously you all went on to qualify 28th again, not easy behind the, uh, the proverbial eight ball, but then in somewhat typical John fashion, uh, he usually went forward in the races and that he did, you know, improving, uh, what I think nine positions to 19th again, not the perfect event that you wanted, but share some thoughts about race day and, and that result as well. And man,
1: if I could could remember Marshall, I would, but Uh, he did a great job. I think he moved up further than that at one point in time, but, um, you know, not the result we wanted any of us. But uh, uh, again, it's like, you know, we were a different team back then and not as good or prepared or, you know, possible to – you know, deliver a result. I think we had four cars that year, maybe three or four. Um, So probably overextended at that point in time. Um, So that's just, I mean, you're pointing to that one race and, you know, that's not how I know John Mm. Um, because it's like, okay, we came together that one time for the month of May and, but we've been friends for so long that it's like, you know, there's so many other things that just define our relationship and, you know, we enjoyed working with each other in, in that year, but still, um, you know, just the, the time, you know, just to chat and catch up with each other and, you know, talk about family or whatever. Um, that that trumps whatever we did for the month of May that one time.
0: Mm. And what is for those who weren't fortunate enough to know John? What is having John Andretti as a friend? What is that like? What was that like?
1: Well, a lot of times he would call and say, "Hey, I need a favor." Almost never was it for him. Um, he was trying to help someone else out and it's like, can you help? Can you make a call? Can you do this? And it's like, yeah, I'll try. I don't know if I can or can't. Um, but that was him. I mean, he was always helping other people. His work at Riley's children hospital, um, you know, is pretty legendary and just all of that was, was who he was. You know, I've had a couple of of pretty tough days just, you know, sorting through this and, but, you know, it's, I've also had a lot of time to reflect on who he was and, you know, so, you know, we talked a lot about 2009 when he drove for me specifically, but, you know, that's not, that's not our relationship. That's not, you know the results the stats or whatever i really don't care about uh because just he did so much for so many other people and that's what that's what i would answer your question with is that so many Mm. people didn't know know how much he did in this community um i'm not really aware what he did in in charlotte um but you know what was he gonna he wasn't gonna be any different down there so I'm certain of the same thing so I don't know just you know um, going to be a void many of our lives to say goodbye to him getting kind of emotional right now
0: I understand I understand thank you for listening to Remembering John Andretti on the Marshall Pruitt podcast brought to you by the Justice Brothers torontomotorsports.com, Bell Racing Helmets USA, and Cooper Tires. If this is your first time listening, more than 900 episodes are available at marshallpruittpodcast.com. We also have a subscribe page where Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and plenty of other listening options are readily available.